Good talks between US and China over this weekend somehow ease geopolitical fears, but the hawkish central bank expectations around the world and overbought equities make me and many other investors out there wonder is the end of the US stock rally is near. So welcome. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So this week kicks off on positive geopolitical vibes as weekend talks between the US and China went quite well apparently. Anthony Blinken is set to have talked with his counterpart, his Chinese counterpart for longer than scheduled seven and a half hours. Seven and a half hours guys and both sides agreed that they should talk more and they actually should talk more because this is the first time in the past five years that a senior US official visits China. So no wonder he had a lot to say to the Chinese. So good news is that there is now hope, a rising hope that Blinken will sit down with Xi Jinping later today to further talk while the Chinese premier visits Berlin today. So all this is obviously great news, but Asian indices remain mostly sold on this Monday session while US futures traded in the negative, whereas they're a bit flat at the time of talking here this morning. It's certainly because last week was a bit confusing in terms of where the Federal Reserve is headed to really because the Federal Reserve decided not to hike the interest rates last week and that was mostly expected but then the Fed's dot plot showed two more possible rate hikes before the end of this year versus a last and final hike expected in July so that was unexpected so last week's Federal Reserve meeting was undeniably hawkish and activity on Fed funds futures gives more than 70% chance for a July hike right now and more than 75% chance for a September hike on fear that inflation in the US wouldn't slow as much as expected and that the US job market actually will remain just too robust to call the end of the interest rate hikes in the US yet. Inflation in the US fell more than expected recently. That was what the data told us last week. And producer prices eased more than expected as well. Remember, the monthly PPI index in the US printed a negative number last week, while the yearly figure, yearly PPI figure, fell to 1.1% from around 11% reported last May. And weekly jobless claims in the US came in higher than expected as well. And retail sales slowed. So, one reasonably thinks that when things are going toward the right direction in the US and while the cumulative effect of 500 basis point interest rate hike in just 15 months in the US just starts showing in the economic data, why on earth would the Federal Reserve continue hiking interest rates instead of just observing the progress of the past year's policy actions? I don't know. Uh, it could be that maybe the Fed officials are just too hurried and too impatient to see inflation collapse that they forget that there is a 12 to maybe 18 month delay between well, the first policy action, the first rate hike and the results in terms of inflation and unemployment. Certainly, they are a bit frustrated to see that the labor market in the US resists to the Federal Reserve's aggressive uh, rates policy. And probably uh, they are also afraid that the negative trend that we see today in inflation will lose momentum moving forward and that inflation will hardly return toward the 2% policy target 
quickly or as quickly as expected. But whatever it is, the Fed President Jerome Powell will be giving his semi-annual testimony before the U.S. Senate this week, and he will hardly say anything else than... You know, we made good progress on the inflation front, but our job fighting inflation is not done just yet, which will be heard as expect further interest rate hikes in the US and just don't get too excited about the end of the monetary policy tightening cycle in the US. Now, whether investors will hear him or will believe him or be concerned about, you know, a cautious Federal Reserve is yet to be seen because since the beginning of this year, the rally in the stock markets is what we are talking about the most. So the S&P 500 and Nasdaq both fell on Friday, but the S&P 500 ended last week having gained 2.6%. It was the fifth straight week of gains for the S&P 500, while Nasdaq closed the week 3.3%, higher than where it had started last week. Both indices are now at the highest level since last spring, and both indices are in the overbought market territory. Now, volatility continues fading while many investors out there question whether this is the calm before storm. And UBS asks, is this the end of the worst recession that never was? Well, we don't know that. But one good thing is that the Federal Reserve's reverse repo operations are trending lower these days as a result of a flood of U.S. bond issuance following the U.S. debt ceiling agreement back a couple of weeks ago. And that actually keeps the market liquidity sustained for equities for the moment. But the U.S. two-year yield is headed toward the 5% psychological mark, which is obviously negative for the equity valuations, whereas the upside potential remains quite contained at the long end of the U.S. yield curve. And this widening spread between the two and the 10-year yield means that the bond investors actually continue pricing in recession in the U.S. in the foreseeable future, which is, in theory, negative for equity valuations as well. So yes, the big technology stocks are responsible for around 80% of the gains in the S&P 500 so far this year. And that's obviously due to the AI rally that hit the fence since the beginning of this year. But Russell 2000 index also gives signs of willingness to join this rally as well. And because there is nothing much encouraging happening on the Federal Reserve's front, well, the overall direction of the market and overall market mood will obviously continue continue to depend on the performance of the big technology stocks moving forward. And well, they are actually now at the overbought market territory. Now in the FX markets, the US dollar trades below its 50 day moving average as other central banks around the world are as aggressive as the Federal Reserve, if not more, because the German Bundesbank president, Mr. Nagel, for example, hinted that the European Central Bank interest rate hikes should extend into this and may persist beyond September if core inflation in the eurozone doesn't slow persistently. So the euro dollar is back on track for further gains and the pair will likely continue pushing into the 110 cycle.
psychological mark in the foreseeable future and at this point actually continue seeing the price pullbacks in the euro dollar as interesting opportunities to strengthen long positions in the euro against US dollar for a further rise toward the 112 mark. So if the Fed President Jerome Powell says anything unexpectedly hawkish this week at his semi-annual testimony before the Senate, well, that could be actually an opportunity to buy the euros against the US dollar. Across the channel, cable console this above the 128 mark ahead of the next inflation update due Wednesday this week and the next Bank of England decision due Thursday this week. Now, inflation in Britain is expected to have eased from 8.7% to 8.4%, but the Bank of England, which has been telling us since a while now that these inflation numbers would get smashed by the second half, are now actually questioning their inflation forecast model as a clear sign to me and to everyone that even they no longer believe that inflation in the UK will take the direction that their model says it would. You know, the downside direction. So the Bank of England expectations remain particularly hawkish at the moment with another 125 basis point hike priced in before the end of this year in the United Kingdom and the letter could actually help push cable toward the 130 psychological mark. Here in Switzerland, the Swiss National Bank is also preparing to hike the interest rates by 25 basis points this week to obviously follow their European peers to the upside while in Turkey, the Central Bank of Turkey with its new leadership team is expected to hike the one-week repo rate from 8.5% to 20% in an effort to normalize the Turkish monetary policy that has been put to comma since around two years right now. Now, the normalization of the monetary policy in Turkey will be painful, both for the Turkish economy and the Turkish lira, and the dollar lira will be left to float free from, well, time to time to test the strength of the negative pressure, the strength of the selling pressure in the market moving forward. The dollar try remains or is kept steady around the 23 mark for the moment, while the upside is unfortunately the only direction that the pair could take, even the a monstrous rate hike that will hit the fan this week in Turkey. So this is all for this Monday. I'm Ipekos Kardeshkaya and thank you for joining me today. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual and follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates and subscribe of course to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow and until then, good day trading.